Welcome back to another Off The Record podcast and in today's episode there is a new battery powered DJ controller system. (laughs) We tell you how to plan the perfect DJ set and I try to guess hip hop songs that don't make sense. Let's get stuck into this week's Off The Record podcast. Music, industry talk, stories, equipment and more. We are Crossfader and this is Off off, off, off the Record. Off the Record. Off the Record. Hello, welcome back to Off the Record podcast and all the loads of space. There's loads of space. It's just me and Jamie today. Yeah, what's up? Hello. Yeah, no Danny, no Katie, so you're going to have to deal with the both of us <laughs> who talk the most, so good luck. Um, yeah, but welcome back to Off The Record podcast. We've got um, a bit to discuss. We're going to get into the topic today, which is all around planning a DJ set. And this came to me because over the last, uh, this week, I've had two really, really sick sets that I've not spoke to Jamie about, so we'll, we'll dive back in, deep into that. Um, we've got a new game at the end of this as well. We are just gone live on YouTube, Facebook, anywhere else? Twitch. Twitch as well. And as always, if you're just joining us, um, drop your comments in um, because you guys are a big part of this podcast every single week. So if you've just joined us, let us know where you're watching from and let us know any questions you've got related to anything. Um, we're going to get into planning the DJ set very soon. Uh, but yeah, the, the biggest news this week is we dropped a new um, review and a new mix on uh, a kind of updated version of an old product, um, but it is a battery-powered standalone. Every, anytime it's a standalone system, I always I always feel yeah, weird saying it's not a controller. It's it's not not, a controller it but doesn't control. It doesn't. It doesn't sound as good. Yeah, like I know it's not a controller, but a, a battery-powered DJ controller sounds better than a battery-powered DJ system. Yeah, do you know it, what doesn't, I mean? it doesn't really work. It doesn't, doesn't it? work. Yeah. But do you want to tell us about this? Uh, well, it's weird because there's kind of been this. This, this ongoing iteration of this Newmark Mixstream series. So there was the first one, and everyone kind of slated it a bit because it was like, okay, you plug it in, and it's got these speakers on it, and it doesn't really have pro features, but it's called the Newmark Mixstream Pro. Um, so people kind of were like a bit hesitant to it, and then they released literally a few months ago the Mixstream Pro Plus. Which oh, if yeah. You're, if you're you from the UK... I totally um, forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which... Yeah basically is exactly the same but it's got amazon streaming inside yeah, reason yeah. for that is they had to put some like special chip inside the unit ah, um, right. amazon were like you know you can't just have an, a normal unit here we need to put our special chip inside it right, so okay. something around that i don't know the technology um for the licensing and then they just released the mixstream pro go yeah so there's a bit of a lineup here there is um, the mixstream pro plus which it feels weird saying every time because in the UK that's like a, a pick me up. It's like it's, a it's, it's like, like a legal drug. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a hangover yeah. cure. Yeah, that people yeah, yeah. Have. Pro plus. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they're the basically the same unit, but one's battery powered, one you plug in. Um, they've both got Amazon streaming now, which is the sort of new addition. They both have speakers on board. I'm still, you know, hesitant about it being called the Mixstream. Pro, pro, yeah. This the is pro the thing. is the issue. Like and people, keep, I was just people keep saying through. it on comments as well. Yeah, I'm just read out some comments. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. People are saying like on YouTube on the review for why are they trying so hard to put speakers on premium controllers when you can just use headphones. Anything over five hundred dollars should use every bit of space for real yeah. life useful features. Yeah, yeah. 
bigger battery, mic inputs, pads, better materials, etc. Someone else is saying, shame about the tiny entry-level tempo adjust and mm-hmm. the limited physical effects buttons, but yeah. good to see the balanced outputs. So, uh, you know, like anything, there's the pros and cons to it. Um, well, people I think, are I think, liking the battery I think powered. the cons are, is, is like you say, we, without this pro attached to it, it all makes complete sense. Like, nobody's... If you're looking for a pro unit, then, you know, everyone's saying the speakers are a bit gimmicky. However, if you look at it as kind of a controller that you have at home to, you know, play, um, you know, in in your own home or to take out to wherever you live in a park or a beach or something like that, have a house parties and things like that. It's absolutely perfect. And especially if you're a beginner and, you know, there's, you have to buy, you know, extra speakers, which cost more. These speakers yeah. are really, really loud for the, like the power. Um, for a home environment. For a You're home environment, do a yeah. Party yeah, yeah, yeah. For a home environment. Or, you know, if you do plug this into like a small venue, you can use it as a, as a monitor as well. They yeah, have strong as a booth monitor. Um, but, you know, having this kind of pro thing attached to it is is separating. It's almost like a psychological thing with DJs where it's separating the market where like the pro DJs are like, well, it looks too gimmicky for me to buy this as a pro. But it is a really, really good unit for your either your like secondary controller or the one you have at home, or if you're a beginner and you just want something all in one. Yeah, um, that is the biggest great. selling point. Look, this is yeah. it's called off the record. This podcast and off the record, I I absolutely love this controller. I'm just uh, it's a shame that it's got that title because I feel like there's room to bring out another unit let's not call it controller again another all-in-one system <laughs> unit, that unit. is a pro version that has eight pads on it that has bigger tempo adjust that is it has those you know standard features that you come to expect on on the standard gear this is kind of like minimize those but still has a pro title but off the record i love this because when i'm playing on it it's just that you just turn it on and you go yeah you know, yeah, yeah. You, you've got it. your streaming you've got your speakers you don't need anything plugged yep. into it um, you can take it anywhere you Everywhere. want. People are saying like this would be awesome for pool parties. Anyone exactly. that has better weather than us in the UK, you might have heard about us, you know, moaning about it last week. It's still just as bad. So yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah. moan about it this week as well. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yes, I would take it outside if it wasn't raining 100%. all the time. Um, like, I would own this. Like I would definitely yeah. own this for all of the reasons we just talked about. It's super lightweight, super portable. I don't need to be taking my laptop anywhere with me to play music. Um, you know, if I'm traveling, like even if I've got like a gig, you know, like in like you know, a couple of hours away, I can take this, have a jam in the hotel, like practice or something like that. Um, taking it on holiday, like family holidays and things like that, it's absolutely sick. And something else, if you're limited for space, something that I used to find annoying is I sometimes used to have to, have to like set up my equipment every time I wanted to use it because ah, I, yeah, I had yeah. to kind of like, I only had minimal space in my bedroom, for example, and I to like get the speakers out plug them in and then like balance them on something like that was genuinely what i used to have to do yeah and this is just nice to be able to go okay i'll just get it out i could even sit with it on my knee like yeah. you know and, and just dj and practice like while i'm sat on the sofa if i wanted to i didn't have to go you don't have to go to a special mm. location in your house or anything yeah. so it's just that nice kind of really easy to just get going with it so what are what are the battery powered DJ options now? Is it the Prime Go? It's the Prime this? Go, but I think this is kind of replacing that. I can uh, imagine I think so, that yeah. the Prime Go is going to be discontinued. And I think, I if I remember rightly, I think in music, who are the you know the umbrella. The, the umbrella of them all said that that's what they are doing. Yeah. Um, so I don't think the Prime Go is going to continue to be supported. I think that was like their first venture into battery powered right. DJ equipment. Yeah. See how the market took it. What can we improve on it? Made some improvements, but again. It's nice to know that they have the capabilities now. And there's obviously yeah. a big thing. Like a lot of people are interested in this because that simple fact it is battery powered. You know what? It had it has a, a bigger splash online than I thought it would be because it's like you said, there's been two other iterations of this of this controller unit um in the last year or so. So I thought people would be just like, Yeah, you know, it is what it is, it's got a battery great. But I think there is a lot of 
DJs out there that that want this, um, want the capability and this portability. Um, and I think, like I say, like I said before, with with I don't I don't really see a downside to it personally. I'm not going to go and take this in a club and use it as a club. Um, so I don't see a downside to like owning this controller as, as for like home. Um, because it's got the portability of the speakers, the built-in stream and everything like that. So it's amazing. So let us know your thoughts um, in the comment. It'd be interesting to see if in the future Pioneer take a look at the um, the battery-powered market. It would. Everyone's saying, yeah. if only it was record box, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's saying that. It is Serato DJ, supported yeah. by Serato DJ and yeah, by yeah. Virtual DJ. So again, it can be a controller, like we keep saying. It can just be a straight-up controller and plug it into a laptop as well. So, you know, it's super multifunctional here. Yeah. Um, you're not just limited to the engine OS either, which is really good. Yeah. Really good for me music. Guys, if you are watching live, then please get in your questions. We're going to do some questions at the end of this podcast. So any question you've got around anything, you know, transitions, any how to get gigs, you know, just advice, put it in the comments and we will get to it at the end. Um, but this week I have had two really, really amazing like DJ sets. And the first one was this uh, last Sunday was like a big bank holiday for for us in the UK. And I got a call to do this gig outdoor in this marquee, like six, 700 people outside marquee. Um, I checked the weather, it was going to be sunny. And I was like, yes. So I literally, you know, spent like, you know, two or three hours just music searching. Like there wasn't like the, there wasn't a like a music policy or anything like that. So searching for music, you know, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, anything like that. And I was like, and I just got loads and loads, maybe like 100, 150, like new edits and remixes and stuff and all stuff that I would like play, not just like, oh, I'll download it for downloading it. All really yeah, like yeah, good yeah. stuff. Um, just got into a rhythm. And then... Did you have a, a, like a goal in mind when you came to download? Like, I want this... To, you know, you're saying there wasn't a music <coughs> policy, so how do you narrow that down? So, like, so where I, were you I, trying I just, to I just, to I just got the vibes of like, I'm playing outdoor, um, outdoor in the sunshine, and I just, I the just, I just want to play. Yeah, exactly. And I just want to play stuff that like I would, I would love to play. Um, so went on a big music uh, search, and then I got there. And it was packed. It was sunny, and because I'd like not like really heard the tracks played out before, it was all like surprising and new to me. And it just, it was just like sick from start to finish. Like a two and a half hour set, um, and it was amazing. And then similarly, I had uh, my regular gig last night, and I had like all of them tracks. Um, still like fresh and I've not played some playing them again last night and again just have that new like energy and buzz around playing these tracks and it's like I have that anticipation of like will this work is this going to work or not and then you know dropping a couple of them all right that didn't work don't worry that's fine park it um but you know most of them most of them did um and I got got me thinking about you know planning DJ sets and we've been DJing so long I kind of know I know how to how to turn up and you know and you know put on a good show um but you know planning a DJ set kind of like starts at the source so we're going to go through some tips and advice on like planning a set and when you think about planning a dj set most of you're thinking right planning a dj set i'll sit down with my laptop and go through tunes but actually planning starts with like the source so it starts with like who am i going to be, going to be djing for yeah so that's the first question we need to ask we need to be like right what the, what is the venue who is going there what kind of clientele and, you know, how do we figure that out, first of all? This is a really good point, because if you are a new DJ, up until this point, you are probably planning a DJ set for yourself. Yeah. You're downloading music that you want to mix and you want to play, and that it's serving you, which is great. Yeah. You know, that's what you want to do when you're learning. But when it gets to that point of like, okay, I want to start gigging, you've got to take yourself out of the situation sometimes yeah. and think, okay, well, what is that audience, like you say? So you've got to approach that music sourcing and music downloading slightly differently uh, it doesn't mean you can't download the music that you love obviously you try and find that that balance between the two um 
win-win if if the, the audience is exactly you if you know mirror images of you and they love the same music as you 100%. then great you're winning but it's not always going to be the case and there's always going to be diversity in the audience not everyone's going to like the exact same music yeah exactly but you can do your research beforehand so you you look at the, the venue go to their social pages you know go to their website go to their instagram and tiktok and all that kind of stuff and you can just get a vibe for it especially if it's something somewhere you don't know you might have a new gig you might be you might be your first gig um even if you're doing like a private event like jamie said like who's going to this private event is it a super sweet 16 or is it a wedding or is it a corporate event you know they're three diff totally different yeah. um clientele um you know, if you're playing a club in town, is it a small bar? Are you going to be on earlier? What time's my set? If I'm playing, you know, six till eight uh, in the afternoon, like a brunch, then it's going to be probably a lot more chill than if I'm doing, you know, two till three in the morning. Um, so, so you know, planning a DJ set doesn't start with the music. It starts with finding out why you are planning a set and how to do that. Yeah. Um, the next step then is kind of like that categorization. It's like, okay, I know I'm going to be, t uh, t going to be DJ and I, I know kind of roughly the clientele. I've got a vibe for the venue let's you know uh, put all of my tunes into sort of categories and organization and that's where you're this this is where organization comes into it where if you're on serato record box or however you organize your music getting these kind of playlists in order and i would always say kind of i'd say over over plan but like don't overthink i know yeah. it sounds contradictory yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you want to have enough music but you don't want to be thinking right i'm going to be playing this at 6 p.m and then i'm going to be playing yeah. this at 7 p.m um you just have to make sure that you've got like it, like three times more music than you think you're going to need, um, just in case it's like a curveball during the, the set. This leads on to a good comment here from John, Z uh, John Zombie Pro yeah. on YouTube. He said, I've got a two-hour set to plan for Saturday. Mm. Rooftop Villa in the Ooh. Dominican Republic. Oh, my Lord. Nice. Going to go sunset in tonight. Oh, the best shit. DJ set you could ever Send imagine. us a video, please. <laughs> How do I narrow down tracks? So, again, this sort of leads into exactly what we're talking yeah. about. You've got your collection. There's so many tracks you probably want to play in that set. You think this is like the perfect set, oh, but yeah. how do you narrow down and play the that you know you got the right playlist? And this mm. is where don't narrow down too hard yeah. before the gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good that he's already summarised of like what it is. He's got a picture. Yeah. He's got a picture in his head. He's like sunset rooftop. You know that's totally different from like like you know nightclub midnight. Totally kind of different vibe. Yeah. Um, so you're just gonna like you're gonna have like a set list almost based on like feel whereas like if i'm playing like a club set i'll be like right i need this type of energy at this hour i need to you know do a warm-up set for an hour and a half and then i'll get all of my kind of club bangers and i'll be on the mic and all this kind of stuff whereas six to eight rooftop it's not gonna be any of that it's gonna go all completely like on vibes and on feel and you know there's kind of no like limit to like the genre you can be playing you can be playing some like Balearic kind of Ibiza Island type of music or you yeah. can be playing like you know like 90s like uh, at throwback R&B depending on what kind of um, clientele are going there um, but I would I would I would sort of I would for this kind of set I would kind of have like a summer vibes um, folder yep. and then like sub crates of like like you know kind of like um I'll just have like a rooftop and I'll have like um, summer R&B, like summer dance, like classic house, you know, disco, funk. Yeah. Like all under this kind of like summer, whatever like f summer feels to you. Yeah. Do you know what I've I mean? got exactly this in my library. So I've got a summer like section of my library and I've done a few different parties. I've done a rooftop party before. It's on YouTube actually, there's a 10 minute clip from it. Um, and, and I've done boat parties. That all kind of goes into that summer vibe. And for me, because I play more electronic house disco that kind of stuff what i start to do is i start to think I, I listen to music and i think 
what are the different elements in there? So yeah. usually it's melodies and the synthesized sounds. Like, do they f is it uplifting? Has it got that big euphoric feel to it? And then how big of a euphoric feel? Like, is it a bit more, you know, if it's super club euphoric, then you've got to make sure you've got a big enough venue for that. And, and you notice these things, if it's got huge long buildups, maybe that won't work in an intimate rooftop party because yeah. people are kind of waiting, waiting. They just want like this intimate vibe and that's where i might think about the drums have they got chunky drums in there or is it kind of quite just repetitive and you know monotonous yeah. or you know is it something really punchy about it so i start i start analyzing the music sure. right down to the, the elements of it the drums the melody you know has it got a groovy bass line that comes in and on a big sound system i know that's just gonna like hit people in the gut and you know pull them into that kind of vibe of the music um and then you know vocals as well you've got your big pianos that obviously works well in the sunshine yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's listening to those elements of the music and then i'll just drag all of them into yeah. a playlist and then i might like you say subcategorize Sub it a bit yeah. more and go okay this is a bit more warm-up this is a bit more punchy and i go more on energy and vibe at that point if i'm playing more electronic music genres yeah, and yeah, subcategories yeah, yeah I, um i, I want to go back to some kind of like getting inspiration for kind of sets like this as well like um one, one of the main jobs as a dj is kind of like staying on trends depending on what kind of dj you are like staying up to date with the kind of the latest music um and whether you're playing like the latest hit or whether you're you know finding remixes of that kind of latest hit um it's important to kind of know where to be across the board with these like trends and things like that obviously you've got tiktok charts and you've got um, um tracks that go viral on instagram and things like that uh, but just more in general you know you'll have some of your favorite djs on like youtube um you know, we just had like Coachella, you can go and watch like, you know, your favorite DJs, what what are they playing like in these kind of places? And I think that if you can sort of dedicate, you know, some time through the week, like half an hour, an hour, just, just listening to music and your favorite DJs and what are they playing? And like that, this uh, guy who's got this rooftop set, you know, if you type in, I I've, I know there's a, there's a DJ set out there from like Diplo and like a rooftop. And it's like, it's like, I've, I've watched the, the whole thing because it was just like, you know, like the perfect blend of like, usually you see like a Diplo set, like, you know, big club bangers and stuff, but he's, he totally changes it for like the venue. Um, so I think that sort of where, where you're sourcing music also t um, ties into where you're getting your music inspiration from as well. And like, if you choose a couple of like YouTube channels and like um, a couple of people to follow on like Mixcloud, Soundcloud, and then you can just sort of always be consuming sort of uh, fresh new music and new edits and things like that. Um, I, I yeah. mean, I think edits is a big one. Yeah. You know, we get so caught up in the fact that we have streaming available, which is fantastic. We yeah. it can access millions of songs, but not you know if everyone can access all those millions of songs then it's hard to make your set unique and that's where you know your own edits or finding edits like you just mentioned on Bandcamp yeah um, and SoundCloud that really helps elevate your set and make them stand out and make them unique I guarantee the boiler rooms that you listen to and stuff oh, the yeah. ones that really stand out it's because they're digging deep and finding or tracks that are like yeah. all making their own yeah and that's a big part of it yeah, yeah that, definitely what's happened to me in my journey since streaming come out I've gone towards more streaming and there's less creativity on a streaming sites for like licensing reason so i've got whether it's kind of being lazy or whether um i've just found it more convenient um for like sort of two years 18 months i was more just relying on just finding the latest hits on um you know beat source and beat pot and that's fine it's, it's worked out totally but i've definitely enjoyed my sets more in the last sort of six months as i've sort of rediscovered the love for finding music again and making it as well making my own edits putting my own drums on things um stems has been a big thing as well when you can sort of 
create on the fly, uh, sort of in your practice time as well. Yeah. Uh, and I think that goes on to another tip as well, like plan your DJ set. Once you've got some kind of categories in mind, um, you've got your tracks, you've got your subgenres and things like that, you've, you've researched the venue, then you can go and sort of practice, practice half an hour. If that's something you want to do, you can, um, if you're like, you know, this, this, I know this mashup will work well or something. I'm on stems. So let's go and practice it. So you might have some, you might have like five to 10 little transitions on mashups that really work well. And you're like, okay, I'm going to use them tonight at some point, if the vibe's right, but you can have them as backup. And if everything's going well, you know, take that, take that risk um, from, from your practice sessions. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd always try mm. not even to, you know, sometimes you might think, okay, my set, you know, I'm struggling to find some new music for this set. You know, oh, I, I haven't got the time to dig deep. What can I do with the music I currently have? And I'd always ch- challenge myself to come up with a few different, you know, mashups or, you know, live edits, you know, I'm talking about edits, but like live edits, live mashups that I could do in that set to make it unique. And it, you know, it doesn't mean you have to do every transition in a creative way, but it definitely helps to make your set unique and stand out. And then you can call upon those, you know, those creative techniques time and time again at different sets. Um, But putting that bit of effort into, you know, create a signature style in your DJ and really helps as well. Yeah. And I think that going forward from it, I think some things to like avoid, um, with planning DJ sets. I think there's two things. I think coming in from a beginner, like we said, um, over plan, over plan, but don't overthink. And that's, that's just having all your songs organized and having enough music, um, like three times more music than you think you're going to need. That's for like the beginner DJ, but more experienced DJ. It's more, it's more the kind of taking risk factor, um, and just put, trying something that you're, that you're not, you're not used to not just going through the motions. Like I said, that when I was just like, Logging on to Beat Source, all right, what are the top you know, 20 hip-hop songs? Okay, I'll put them into my set tonight, no problem. You know, not even listening to a few of them. That's just lazy, whereas the actual joy comes from, like, is this going to work? Like, this is a bit of a curveball. Is this going to work? And that's, like, that's where you get that thrill and the crowd are like, what? And then sometimes I played a couple, I was in a floor, I can't remember what I played, but I played it and it, it just wasn't the vibe. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> that's fine, no worries. And then, but then I know what, I know what, like, the one of the biggest songs is. So if I play something, it's gone a bit flat. I know a lot of, I've got like 10 songs that are going to like pump yeah, it up again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and even last night I was, I was DJing and I was playing all these edits and stuff and we got to like a drum and bass section. I was playing like 20 minutes of drum and bass and it was like the highest energy of the night. So I was like, okay, I kept going, kept going. But then at 30 minutes, I just felt, I just felt a mood shift. I just felt like they were like, okay, that's, that's enough. Yeah. And you can't really ex- explain it. It's, it's an not energy. Yeah, right? yeah. You can't really explain it, even though it's like, you know, super high tempo uh, drum and bass. I just, I just felt the whole crowd. No one stood there like changing. No one stood there like you know not dancing or anything. But there's just a feeling of something, and yeah. I completely switched it back up to like it's a bit more current stuff, like afraid to feel or something like that. And it was like, and then the energy went back up again. Um, so again, that comes I, with a bit of experience. This is the same with with any set. Yeah. Um, I think someone said here. Let me try find the comment. But someone said. Do you have to fit inside the genre that you're opening a gig for Ah. a specific style artist or should you stand out? And again, it's this thing of, I'm not necessarily going to answer this exactly, but what I wanted to get across in this point was that we we should always have a backup of like other styles of music that we can 
confidently sandwich into our set or yeah. feed into our set. Doesn't mean you have to suddenly switch the genre totally, but is are there things we call them wild cards? But yeah, like, yeah. are there tracks that are wild cards that are just that that prick the listener's ear up? If they're starting to fatigue, you need to get them back on your side. And is that by throwing something in there that is like a throwback tune that's not just an obvious throwback tune? It's something that you've thought hard about and gone, okay. I haven't heard this played at any of the yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. night out nights out I've been on recently, but I know everyone's going to love it. And that is like that little gem yeah. to get them back on your side. Or maybe it is an edit like we've been talking about. Some you know obscure edit that no one's ever heard of before and you know it goes off. Or it, it's just what are those things? Maybe it's you know a disco track that totally. you're not playing like the latest remixed version that's just come out, you know, that's sampled some old disco tune. You play the original. And everyone yeah. recognizes it because it's a, it's a house track that's <coughs> currently in the charts and it sampled some old disco track, but just play the old disco track yeah, instead because yeah, yeah. everyone else is playing the new version. So you play the old version and things like that really work well exactly. and have them in your uh, library ready. You know, have a folder. It doesn't need to be like genre specific. You just have wild cards or 100%. Well, something to draw. Put, put it like this to expand on it. I a few DJs that I've been to see, like famous DJs, I remember specifically. So I, went, I saw, I was DJing a festival in Liverpool and Diplo was playing. So I went to see him and the only song I remember from that Diplo set, he dropped Spice Girls Wannabe. There you go. And and I remember it. I just remember it. There I was like, go. what the hell is he doing? And then obviously everyone started going nuts singing it. And then there was like some weird drop of, and you know, in his style, probably his remix or something. Um, I remember playing... I was on a warm-up set for an event I was doing for Chase and Status, and they came, and the first track they played was a Drake, uh, Drake Over, just a Drake track. It wasn't a drum and bass track. It was just Drake Over, and that's the only thing I remember from that set. Yeah. <laughs> so these, like, curveballs and stuff that, like, stick in your... Uh, stick, um, but I, I know what you're saying about, like, warming up for, like, an art, artist or something. It's like, if you're, if, if you're not used to warming up for acts and stuff... Um, you got you got to tread lightly because it depends what like the promoter wants and things like that. But you can always throw a curveball, like you say, within the sort of confinements and the genre of of the night. For sure, I want to just point out this really interesting comment here. So this is the flip side. Um, someone says, "So crazy how it works in clubs. Busking is way different." So this person busks. Uh, I, I I know this guy as well. So he's got a didgeridoo and he DJs at the same time. Super unique. But he says, I play what I like. And when I get too many people around me, I switch the music up like in an extreme way. So they go and then he gets more people. So it means more tips, obviously. It's like you've got to move those people on, <laughs> create a new crowd again. And then, you know, it's trying to get more tips um, off that new crowd. Because if you keep the same people around you for ages, they'll only give you tips once, like, you know, which is really interesting. <laughs> so I think it's just a great point to kind of highlight. Absolutely. Right, let's get into this. Ready drama, it's all over the place. People arguing, fighting. All up in your face. Ready drama. Ready drama. Such a juicy one for Reddit drama this week. Oh, exciting. So it's a long one. Bear with me, but it's good. Um, right. Start off. I'll cut off the first half because it's just so long. Right. I want to say that I love both Skrillex and Fred again. They're amazing artists, Skrillex in particular. What about Forte? Well, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Having lots of history. And Fred again, literally just breathing music ever since we've known about him. I have no clue who Forte is, but everyone calls him some sort of legend. It might be because I'm not from the US. This might be part of the problem. What first what first should be noted is that it was clear to the that the trio did not prepare for the show. I love to see that they had fun on stage and were trying random things and making them work, but it was clear that they were just doing at what they want. 
If their music was not as widely known as it currently is, it most likely wouldn't have resonated because of the many long pauses. And since this was the closing act of Coachella, I can imagine anyone there is desperate for a party at the end of it. Now knowing that, uh, now knowing that they probably figured it all out as they went, I did like the transitions that Skrillex made in particular, but I also know him to be a talented DJ and, did, and didn't expect anything less from him. Also, Fred again, making a crowd feel like a brotherhood must have been amazing. But then Forte, <laughs> I really don't know who he is. <laughs> and his Wikipedia isn't helping me much. I would like to point out his main additions to this set and he's numbered them. <laughs> wow. I love this analysis. Right, okay. You... One, oftentimes, uh, sorry, yeah, one, oftentimes, completely from a different floor of the set, he would play a famous song, then randomly just transition it into a dubstep. Uh, if anyone knows what he did there, like, you, you, you'll get this. But that's funny. So that's number one. Um, number two, a good rewind never hurts. Give, giving the song the love it deserves and reliving the build-up and potentially unexpected banger that drops after. But Fortet did it four times on one song. <laughs> I got so annoyed after the second that he did it. Number three. You're getting me so good. Number three. Some pop punk song that is very famous for Sing Along. I'm an all-round DJ myself and play songs like that all the time. I love them. And when it fits the artist, I love listening to them at a festival. But they were just so random. Skrillex and Fred again would create a vibe and then suddenly there was an American rock playing, American rock song playing. Again, I'm convinced the reason it was partly worked because... The people there were so desperate for a party that they would vibe to anything. They were able to vibe to. And I too love singing uh, singing my heart out to this song, but it just didn't make any sense. Nearly finished. There were also some very long pauses, oftentimes that got me out of the floor, honestly. I'm was glad this person there? I d no, no. He just, just watched it online. Yeah. I'm glad they had a great time, but I don't think that the praise that they got uh, was deserved. However, I however I'd like to know your thoughts. Blah 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 blah. I bet that is, I bet the comments off of this just was, go on it for was, days. There is like there is like Fortet fan groups oh, like well there's people on here dissected. saying I don't know who Fortet no, is no which is fine and there's people on here saying I, King Fortet I like. I personally I'm I'm not like Danny and JB and Katie in the office have listened to him for years I don't know, I didn't know who he was before this whole big thing kicked off with these two I just know that he's a legend in the game. I'm not like a big fan either. Um, I want to explain why I was like laughing so hard. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just kind of, it just tickled me and got me. So Forte and Fred again are from the UK and they are from the, they are like, they've grown up in the UK music culture, like yes. in the scene, the scene in the UK, the, all this stuff that this person talking about is like, it's, it's part of it's the part culture. Of uh, spinbacks are ingrained yeah. into, and probably everywhere else, but in UK, it's like you can do twenty if you are, want. Spinbacks are like a rite of passage. Yeah. It means it's like, like a the, respect. The, the more you do, the better DJ you are. <laughs> <laughs> like the the more you do, the better your set's going, basically. Because it's, like, but the thing is, it's it's a nod to the producer. It's a nod to the DJ. It's it's a nod to the music scene yeah. as a whole. Like it, it's that thing of putting a you know a stamp on it saying this is a banger this is uh, a moment and like. you know and you know what we're just saying about this um taking a risk in a dj set yes all i remember from that coachella set is when Fortet dropped a dubstep track over like a rock song yeah that's all i remember 
Yeah. And because we're talking about it now, it's because he, he just like took the risk. And whether he's trolling or not, there's a big thing, or whether he's actually trolling or whether it's like an actual edit or something, who cares? Like, it's all anyone talked about. It was on all the big EDM pages the day after. Like, it's all in the comments, you know, t- time stamped when it happened, yeah. all this kind of stuff. Do, do you know why I love this, this trio, though, and why yeah. all of this, what this person's just spoke about, it goes back to the fact that these are DJs, like, like yeah. they are DJs at heart. Yeah. They, they are artists as well. They make music, but they're also DJs. And what makes a DJ is, is creating a journey, creating a story, yeah. you know, performing in a way that's not just like, it, it's not about the pyrotechnics. It's not about anything yeah, else. Totally. It's about creating a moment and a story. Yeah. And you can tell that these guys have played lots of intimate venues and that's what's come through. So if you're watching this and just used to seeing the biggest festivals and the biggest DJs play on stages and it's all pretty much choreographed and they know exactly what they're going to play next, yeah. it's a totally different approach to these DJs who will play to maybe two or 300 people in a little venue and they will do pull-ups. They will do, you know, they'll drop yeah. the set bangers out of nowhere just to like, just to like see what the reaction is. Like just, it just yeah. attempt the crowd to and be this, like, and what this, do you think? And, and this guy's saying it didn't seem planned. Yeah, it was not planned. Good, like that's what you want. Like, even yeah. though it's a Coachella crowd, they're, they're reacting to a crowd. Like, that's exactly what you want. You don't want it to be. You don't like. I, I think I said it before a couple of weeks ago. Like, I remember going to see David Guetta. David Guetta, not Guetta. David Guetta <laughs> a few years ago, and his set was planned to the to the second. And the light that the lighting show behind him, like the video show, was like out of sequence. So it it just it was just off. Whereas like this is just like a raw DJ set, and he's like, you know what, I'll go off of here, just some like American, uh, tra- American rock song. Yeah. Why not? And then I'm gonna drop a dubstep song because I'm just having a good time and just in the vibe. And, and that's he's, like he's playing as a DJ for the people, and it's yeah. like the the at Coachella. How diverse is that lineup, mm. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly, the people yeah. the people weren't there for them; they were there oh, for no. Frank Ocean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they they came in and go okay we'll fill this spot headline set we yeah. need to please absolutely everyone why there not? are people here that don't have a clue who forte is so why doesn't forte play some taylor swift and some <laughs> you know yeah um, sw- smells like teen spirit yeah, or whatever yeah, like yeah, yeah. why not because he's a good dj and he understands that you don't know who i am yeah, but yeah, yeah. i know who you are yeah and you want to hear some of these big sing-alongs and then that next person over there is a mad music head and wants to hear yeah. some grimy uk dubstep yeah and and it basically wants me to troll the crowd and see what the reaction is yeah, like yeah, yeah. i love that and that is talent there you know this is where it's interesting and this people are saying you know the three of them together form a super group yeah um, it's it's the first time we've kind of seen this like apart from swedish house mafia yeah. but they took it a bit more serious yeah these, yeah. these are just like it's like your best mates coming together. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's just, no plan. There's yeah. no plan. They're just going to, you know, what, talented people that have come together, they're, they're but not, even, not taking it too seriously. They're, they're, not even, they're not even like booked on shows together. They're yeah. just like, there's like a Fred again show and Skrillex comes. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Like, we're going to see, we're, we're going to see, um, we're going to see Fred again on Skrillex uh, in a month's time. I guarantee Forte will be there. Yeah, <laughs> definitely just <laughs> like, chilling. Just, just there. Why not? Uh, but like you say, with, with Forte being the least popular of him, but, you know, having the most um, traction with, We've taken a risk and just dropping a random dubstep track in, you know, with a rock song or something, which is amazing. And uh, I love uh, this. Is the thing uh, they've introduced this UK culture to, you know, a bigger audience. Yeah, and it's got people talking about it. And, which is amazing, and, and it is amazing. Yeah, and I'd love I to think, see some like, you know, US garage. Yeah, like that'd be sick. Like yeah. some like US dubstep and US garage and all that kind of stuff. And Skrillex is the guy to push that forward. I mean, just get yourself to the UK. Yeah, some underground clubs. For sure. Check the vibe out. It's, oh, it's unreal. Unmatched. 100%. <laughs> um, game? Can do. Or should we, let's do go half on. the questions. There's some, there's, there's some, some really questions. Good, there's some really good questions. Let's go. Really good comments. We're going to do go. half now, and then we'll do a game. 
and then we'll do the rest. So um, they might be a bit random, but we're just going to fly, fly through, fire through. Fire through. Uh, what do you think about doing a mixed genre set on a YouTube video? Should I mix it up or stick to one genre? Totally up to you. Yeah. Like, again, I get this thing of like, overplan but don't overthink. Like, what do you feel like doing? If Are you... Are you, do you yeah. Do you have a, f a focus like you just want to be like a techno DJ? Then you should you should probably just doing techno sets. But yeah. it sounds like you love all music. Yeah. So if the beauty of like thinking about who your your audience is, YouTube yeah. there is an audience for everyone. So yeah. it's not like playing a club. Like you can you can kind of go okay. Well, where you know what yeah, audience yeah. do I want to attract? Yeah. Make make the content for them. Have a, have a look at some have a look at some good DJs that are like not famous famous DJs like good YouTube DJs good DJs that are on YTube doing like across the board sets. Um, there's a there's a woman called I think it's Jenny James or something. She just does like a different yeah, thing, a different mix every every week, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and you're not sticking to one. And then maybe what will happen is you do a different genre every week. Maybe one will just stick, and maybe one will just be like, oh, actually, I'm going to get into like this Moonbaton like lane because I love it and it seems to have the most views anyway, or something like that. But um, don't overthink. The the biggest killer of creativity is like you is like you getting in your head of like what like what shall I do? And it's just like, go with the gut feeling. Like yeah. I, I've got this, I've got loads of open format music. Like, like I say, like I just downloaded loads of hundred like new edits. Like I'm just going to go and film a mix with these tracks. Yeah. That's it. I don't yeah. have to be like, who's going to watch this? Blah, 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 blah. Guess, you know, if it's good enough, like YouTube will find your audience. If yeah. you're consistent, obviously you, you can't just upload one video, but if you're consistent, then yeah. Right, sharing the love. Blem said, hi from Madrid. Yesterday was my first gig. So excited to keep learning from you guys. Amazing. Big up. Hope, it, hope it went well. Some more love. Hey, guys, I've been following your channel since the time I started living in the UK. I've started my DJ journey now. Thanks for all your vids. Cheers. Hope you've been Ooh. checking out the UK underground scene. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, someone saying, love the podcast. I'm new to mixing and mainly focus on techno, 130 to 150 BPM. Okay. Do the transition points you choose differ between genres? Where would you mix techno tracks, beginner, intermediate level? We've got techno course you yeah. can check out. Um, it, you can get 20% off it as well with the code off the record. I'll just stick that up on the screen for those that are watching. Um, but yeah, it, it depends. Obviously, there's different vibes and energies within those different techno tracks. Um, if you're playing stuff that's like 130 BPM, um, usually you might have nice long extended outros from the last, you know, where it comes in as the last drop and out. That could be the most common point to mix yeah. and blend over is that last section. But don't be restricted to that as well. There are times where you could, as the track's about to hit into a breakdown, if it breaks fully down to almost nothing, you can time your phrasing right so that you mix the next track in and you basically replace the breakdown with the new one. There's a great YouTube video that Danny did called Three um, Ways to Mix Techno. It did it about three or four months ago. Yeah. And I learned so much from that because I thought, you know, techno scene is quite, you know, play song after song, but he's actually incorporating some like three really cool techniques including like double drops um and layering as well um so just just search for three ways to mix techno on youtube and that'll that will give you some creative ideas for like techno music someone else said what do you think of using dj studio to plan a playlist and ordering keys i'm guessing dj studio is some kind studio. of app to do that with um DJ studio again we're talking about planning a playlist ordering keys you can order stuff in oh, key. was that the, is this the ai thing that i found the other week maybe maybe it's maybe. that um yeah you know what? i just I just plan it in your dj software yeah, yeah don't yeah, think yeah. about that i mean if you want to use mixed in key fine but you know your, your software now is, is pretty spot on analyzing the key of, of tracks and things like that so uh, you want you want the most frictionless po uh, journey possible for planning like you don't want something to plan a set for you because then it takes away all, all the feel and all that kind of thing 
So you want to get good at planning your own sets and with inside your DJ software, don't be using external things to plan a, to plan a DJ set because, you know, the more time it takes, the less fun it is. Like and you- just like we said earlier, there's, it's, when you're playing to a crowd, no AI can look at that crowd and understand it. It's the energy and the vibe. It really is. You tap into this kind of energy that's there and, and only you can respond to that. So being prepared for that shift in energy and movement in energy on the night. And, and there's no AI that can do that <laughs> prior to your gig. Um, and then, yeah, we'll do loads more questions. Just last one, Jerry Chu. He bought the Techno DJ nice. course and House DJ course, and it nice. really helped him a lot. So Good, that's the point. Yeah, go check out the courses. Um, the get your questions in for the end of the podcast as well, and we'll carry on. Are we doing a, doing a game? Let's go. What is this game? Right, okay. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to dig deep with these games. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to go back to uh, 8-Bit. Just to, just to give a... We never do a little uh, teaser to get people hooked. In, in the podcast game, you're supposed to give them teasers so they come back. But here's your teaser for next week. Next week is Return of Go DJ or No DJ. Oh, yes. I know it's some people's favourite game in the Hilarious. world. Hilarious. So Go DJ or No DJ back next week. Hopefully with Danny back. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so... Lawrence loves a bit of hip-hop. Love me. So I just thought it might be quite interesting to find some hip-hop ly- lyrics that don't really make sense. And then I'm going to read them out in the Queen's English So and see if he understands. So these are parts of hip-hop tracks. Yeah. tracks. These are the lyrics. The lyrics, the lyrics of the tracks. Um, and but you need to try and guess the artist or the song. Or, or Okay. Yeah, it might not go very well. Okay. And obviously you can play along in the comments if yes. you're listening live. I you, need, might, you might need help. I need help. Like all my hip-hop gangs, stand up. <laughs> Um, I'll try start with an easy. I don't one. even I'm understand hoping. Queen's English. <laughs> I speak, well, I, I, I speak, it won't I, be quite cl- Queen's I, I speak, English. I speak I slang English. Yeah, I can't. I can't quite do Queen's English. Right. I'll try my best. Let's go. Um, I heard you good with them soft lips. Oh, <laughs> Drake. What's my name? Well done. Yes. Okay. 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 Um, okay. Yeah. You great. Know, great. You know great. word of mouth. <laughs> <laughs> The square root, Great. we need to get this, it, it doesn't make the, sense. The square root of 69 yeah, is eight, eight something, something yeah. right? Because uh, <laughs> I've been trying to work it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good, actually. Good queen, good queen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, you've, you're into it now. Yeah. You've yeah. got to commit. Okay. I love you like a fat kid. Love cake. Love cake. Yeah, it's 50 cent. Nice. Um, he knows. He knows, knows his lyrics. You know anything to make you smile. Good. 21 questions. Yes. Yes. God, okay, I, I do know my lyrics. Yes, I don't have no trouble with you fucking oh. me. Are <laughs> <laughs> we swearing? Well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But uh, uh, ODB, I, ODB, yeah. got your money. Yes, yes. But I have a little problem with you not. Beeping. <laughs> 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 yeah, the, the queen doesn't swear. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, right, they might get a bit trickier. Let's oh, see. Oh, here we go. My sex game is stupid. Oh, my head is the dumbest. I promise. I oh. should be hooked, hooked on phonics. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. Say, say it again, my head is stupid. My sex game oh, is stupid. Wait, wait. My head is the dumbest. I promise I should be hooked on <laughs> phonics. Oh, you really, that really putting me off that. Oh my God, I just need to get the voice. Uh, right. Is it? Do you want me to give is, you? Is it? Oh, it's not Puff Daddy, is it? No, it's not. Uh, do you need any? You, if you get, if I'm you give, seeing if anyone's got it in the yeah. comments, uh, no. Oh, oh, I've got it, but I just wait. last time. My sex game yeah. is stupid. My head is the dumbest. I promise, I should be hooked on phonics. Oh no! no. Give me okay. the artist, Lil Wayne. 
Oh. Oh. No. It's not Lollipop. No. Billy. No. Every Girl in the World. Oh. Is that a bit more B-side? It that, is a bit, but is I do know it. Like, I knew yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I could have. Ah, oh, yeah. That's a good one, though. So, your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, what? They got oh yeah, oh, Wayne, well done. Lil Listen, Wayne, well Lil done Wayne. getting that one. Yes. That, you are a real, Shout you out. are a real one. If Shout you got, out these two. If you got that one. Um, so your girlfriend. <laughs> so your girlfriend. So your girlfriend rolls a Honda. Oh. Playing workout tapes by Fonda. <laughs> <laughs> but Fonda ain't got a motor in the back of her Honda. Oh my God. Right. My just... Anaconda. Right. Don't want none unless you've you, got... You should have said that because I would have said Nicki Minaj and then I would have got to Anaconda, <laughs> but it couldn't have been anyone. It was Nicki Minaj or Little Kim. It couldn't have been anyone else. Well, it, it's not Anaconda. Is it not Anaconda? Oh, where, where does it come from? So what's it, Abba? Oh. <laughs> oh, so is it Baby Got Back? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Sir I would have got there. And yeah. Baby Got Back. I would have got there. Um. Okay, next one. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Ow! Ow! Hoes turn their heads like owls. I'm the man of the hour. Triple entendre. Don't oh. even ask me how. Let's do it again. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Hoes turn their heads like owls. I'm the man of the hour. Triple entendre. Don't even ask me how. I don't even know if that's like the right. Oh, yeah. You got your whole cadence is throwing me I know, out. That's, I know that's ex- the problem. I know exactly what it is. Oh. No. Ow! Yeah, one more. Hosts turn their heads like owls. I'm the man of the hour. Triple entendre. Don't even ask me how. There's going to be lots of silent parts oh. in this podcast. <laughs> right, I'm G- going to have to pass. Jay-Z, light up. Oh. Right, the, this next, some of these, I'm, I might be digging quite deep. Let's try. Double R, that's a rolls. Paint it yellow like it's dairy. Like, that does not make sense. <laughs> what, what is that all about? Double R. I think this is quite a, a, like a... Double R, painted rolls. Is, it, is there any more to that? No, double R, that's a rolls. Paint it yellow like it's dairy. Yeah, I knew this one would be tricky. Rick Ross? No. Young Thug, sacrifi- Young Thug Sacrifices. No. Wouldn't have got that. No. Okay, so you'll get this one. Uh, yeah, we're swearing in this one, aren't we? So, <laughs> yeah. And she just... So ble- someone <laughs> just put Tom Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Abba. Abba, yeah. yeah. Could be. Um, and she just bleached her asshole. Oh. And I get bleach on my t-shirt. Yeah. I'm a feel like an asshole. Kanye West. Hell of a life? Not hell of a life. Come on. Uh, Come on. I can't read it again. Very pa- offensive. Uh, oh. Good life? No. Oh my god! Which one? Can it's, I do it's off. Um, the same one as it, it's off his best album, in my opinion. <laughs> Famous. Uh, it, life oh of Pablo. It's off Life of Pablo. I know. Father, stretch my hands. Yes. That one. Oh my god! Yeah. All right. This is. We're going back in back in time here. How many have I got? I've got a few. All right. I like them black, white, Puerto Rican, oh, all Haitian. Like oh my god! Like Japanese, Chinese, yeah. or even Asian. Shush. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> I think that's what everyone that's Ludicrous listening page. is thinking as well. Oh my god, I know this. Is it ludicrous? It's not ludicrous. Oh, no. Um, oh my god, it's this is it started off so well. And now I'm just Yeah, because I started with like easy ones and yeah. made them harder. Uh, so. I like them black. I know exactly white, what this song is. Puerto Rican or Haitian. Oh, they're a bit like behind black, here. Black, uh, oh, I, uh, black, 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 Puerto Rican or Haitian. 
Oh my god, god I can't get the rhythm. Ah. I can't um, get the rhythm uh, of it. Uh, Has anyone got it? No, because uh, they're behind. Oh. They're still on Kanye West. Life Somebody will get this. This is easy. Yeah, I, I should get. Wait a minute, one more. Time. Oh my god, go on, no. tell me. Chingy. Oh, Fall of baby. baby. <laughs> oh, that one. That's a proper throwback, that one. Um, again, are you into astrology? Because um, I'm trying to make it to Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? No one. Your favorite artist in the Is world. It? Yes. <laughs> Kanye West getting it in. Getting it in? Yeah. That's what it said on the website, song. all right? <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard Are you into astrology? Because I'm trying to make it to Uranus. (laughs) That is too much. Right, yeah. We're not PG in this episode. We need to make sure we tick that explicit box. (laughs) Um, Okay. I'm Rondo with the bongos. Oh. That's it? That's it? Oh, my God. I thought you might might get that. I don't know. No. No, push a T. Oh. Oh. Are you going to guess the song? I'm Rondo with the bongos. No. Uh, open your eyes by pushing. Oh, it. banger! That was tough. That was, yeah. I was on a roll then as well. I thought I'm just going to yeah. ace through these, but you did pick some hard ones. Yes, like, I did. there was some B sides. To be honest, like... I got all the second half of that first, and I was reading through. I was like, he's not going to get these. I need to get some easier ones. So. There's one guy. I'm glad I got there's, the easy there's ones. There's one guy who's stand just put in in the chat. Madonna. We've got Harry, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shout out to everyone that's playing along. Obviously, yeah. I know this is a podcast, and those of you that are listening in the future, um, you can play I just along you in scre- your cars I know as you're well, streaming so. your cars. Yeah, yeah, a lot of you will have got some of them that I didn't get. Um, people, people are enjoying it still. You guys are the worst at this game, lol. Fun to watch, though. Yeah, I know <laughs> every game, if it's the first time watching this podcast, we are terrible at all games. Uh, um, yeah, next week, uh, go DJ or no DJ returns. Um, if you are listening um, in the car or wherever, Pull over. No, don't pull over. Uh, after you finish driving, uh, please like and subscribe. Um, leave us a comment as well um, to this podcast. It really helps. Um, we've noticed our subscriber count creeping up every week. Um, thank you so much. It just allows us to deliver this podcast to more people and just get everyone, more people involved. Uh, and we're going to end on a couple of questions. Okay, let's fire through some. Hello, do you like auto gain in Serato? Do you use it? Have you got it on? It's on, and I don't have to yeah. think about it. Yeah, turn yeah, it on. Turn I, it on. You don't have to think about it. I've had it on. I don't know why. I don't um, know why you wouldn't. Yeah, it works well, especially if you're playing lots of like old school tunes that are much yeah. quieter than other ones. If you don't have it on, just use your trim controls more on your mixer. Yeah. Um, uh, even if you don't have it on, you should. Your, your ears should tell you what. Yeah, when to turn up a mix or not. It's, it's kind of irrelevant. Turn it on, it makes everything a bit easier. Uh, another shout out to uh, another student. Got my first control last Christmas, bought your beginner intermediate courses and beginner hip hop course. Just wanted to say thanks to you guys nice. as I can DJ quite confidently now and it's all down to Crossfader. That's Respect. the whole point. If you are, if you are, if you've just got a controller, yeah, we've got courses on like Flex 4, we've got a house course, techno course, hip hop. Um, if you want to take your DJ in, uh, career more seriously we've got like how to get gigs course um serato record box uh den on all that good stuff so check it out and you, you use the code off the record as well and get 20 percent off yeah someone said i love playing tech house but the only places i can play tech house are the high-end clubs in dc that are hard to get gigs at right. is it possible to get straight into those so uh, yeah just like anything getting a getting a, getting a gig it takes time to nurture set, you know set your goals high yeah. like that big be time. like i want to be in those clubs big time but it, 
there's many rungs to a ladder, right? Yeah, to get to the top of a ladder, you've got to climb a few rungs. Big time, you yeah. can't just jump to the top of it. Uh, and that's the case in most scenarios. Like, set your goals high, but make an action plan to get there. Um, you know, because you could be fighting for a year, two years, just to try to get that gig. And you've wasted a lot of valuable experience you could be picking up along the way. So I uh, would uh, say... Yeah, I would always, like, hang out in that club as well. Like, as yes. much as you can, go to that club, whether you have to pay entry every week, just hang around and eventually you'll just be like part of the furniture and people will just trust you, get to know the DJs, get to know the staff, get to know the manager. Um, don't be like, don't ever be asking for all, just be, make them aware that you're a DJ, make them aware that this is the kind of music you play, you're into this kind of tech scene, um, but just let it evolve naturally over time. Um, make sure your socials are up to date so they can see that you're taking it seriously. Um, and then the smaller gigs you do, um, use them wisely and like use them to perfect um, your craft until you, you manage to get to that level that you want to be at. Yeah. Uh, this kind of answers this. What is the best way to get gigs at a club? What are the promoters looking for when you ask them if you can play at their club? Just you've kind of answered it there, haven't you? Um, how often do you guys use Serato stems in your sets? Have you been using it out? I use it gigging? every time I play a hip-hop set, I use Serato. So I, like, I have one hip-hop set a week and I use Serato and I, I pretty much use stems for... 50 to 70 percent of transition especially like, especially on a warm-up set it's really sick when there's like is you know you don't have to like hold the crowd or anything like that a little bit of a warm-up and like an hour just to yourself just to test like loads of different mashups and stuff i absolutely love it and i like if i, I play like 75 percent of my sets are on usb and i've i've there's, there's times where i just like oh i'd love to just have stems now so yeah i use it when i'm using serato I, I use it religiously, 100%. Even just like, not even just mashups. Like, you know, when it's like a big chorus of like a new tune or something, I just drop yeah, the acapella. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. drop the acapella. And then like on the, on, and then um, on the other side, I'll just like restart it again with the beat. Like it's, it's, it's a sick way to get like a double reaction, like a double crowd reaction. Someone just a great, just a great comment to read out is the best way to improve is by putting yourself outside of your comfort zone. I, I agree. Hundred percent. Hundred percent, mate. Absolutely. Like it forces you to kind of, you know, yeah, push yourself. Going, going back to more. what we were saying earlier about like all, all the kind of new new music. I'm saying it's like it's just every time like I go to a set with loads of new music, it just gives me that that feeling of not knowing, and that's the best feeling that you want that you want. This is a good question. Um, can you ask venues for a gig, or do you get asked? Mm -hmm. I've got two gigs through friends, but asking for gigs seems desperate. Uh, personal experience, I've asked a promoter for a gig i think once in my career yeah the rest of the time i but i'm very much like just as in the person that i am i'm very much like i want to be the best at something i want yeah. to like master it yeah. and i'll let that speak volumes you know I, I hate doing that like hard sell thing um so i'm always like right i'm just gonna like make the most creative mix as possible and put it out there and hope that people pick it up but i know other djs that are on the opposite side of that spectrum and other people that yeah. you know much more sales people and just go to people and be like yo look i'm a dj yeah. i'm looking for more gigs like can you hook me up like just yeah. be totally open about it and, and they're like oh no not now I'm like well take my number you know keep in touch and, just, and have that confidence about you yeah. and, and that can work as I well know. I don't think I'd, really one or the other I'd flip it like you know why should I if you ask me for a gig why should I give you one like so flip it so it's like oh, what what have you got to show for obviously you might be brand new to DJ and I get that um, but you can still um, have you know things on your social media you can still have um, a nice clean looking social media with transitions or like you know YouTube mixes or Mixcloud at least to show and you're like okay why should I book you and you're like I've got five mixes here on Mixcloud um, take a listen in your free time and, and you know and do it that way yeah 
Have you got anything to the top of your head? What is the funniest thing that happened at a set? Someone asked. Oh my god, it's a hard thing. So many. So many. If you go back, if you go back through this podcast, there's like snippets every week of something random. I said last week there was a time where I finished a festival, um, and all of a sudden I was staying at the the workers' site, where there's like a hundred people staying there, all worked at the festival. All of a sudden, this guy opens a van and he's got like a full CDJ set up. Uh, in there with massive speakers so i go in there start dj and all of a sudden there's like three thousand people around this workers campsite there's police everywhere and it's like mental but yeah go through this podcast there's loads of the time where i pretended to be jess glenn's boyfriend to get on stage um there's there's loads of stuff in this podcast so go back and and do it maybe we could do a whole section on, on like stories um, in the coming weeks yeah um, yeah Shall we just we'll end on some That's, love Big yeah, up, we are crossfader fam Happy Thursday. Thank you for everything you do. I'm learning a lot from you all. Big love. That's from Twitch. That's the point. Yes. And we will be back with more stuff for you to learn next week, hopefully. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. Do hit that subscribe button, please, if you can. Um, and give this a like or a thumbs up or you know whatever. Um, if you um, want a discount, off the record is the discount for 20% off all our courses. And with that said, we will leave you to your day and have a good one. And we'll see you again next week. Peace out.